Shut up and sit down. Hello and welcome to an episode of the Super Movie Studies Podcast, a show about comic book movies approached from every angle, and a community of nerds discussing how fiction relates to nonfiction. I'm your comic book culture host, Michael Maurer, joined by the... Wife of Ben. Wife of Ben. We need to get an actual alliterative moniker. Something like that. Uh, the uterus with an opinion. Uh, we're close. That's. We'll get there. Brainstorm. Um, um, yes, Talk. right now. Brainstorm. Um, uh, the, the... Ben... I need a nickname. I need a moniker. A alliterative title. Yeah, like yours. Oh, for the... Oh, my God. It's not a title. That's the name. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, like, you're the scientific scholar. It doesn't have to be an A. How long have you been doing this? Do you understand what I'm t saying? I don't think he did. I don't think he, he gets it. Get it. We'll come up with something. Okay, we'll figure it out, but that'll be the Twitter challenge of the week. Yeah, so come up with a moniker. There you go. All right. Um, but that's... What does that describe, Augustus? Uh, that's, that's like true. a Caesar. But, but it, I mean, it is an honorific. It's, you, I'm not you can looking be an, for an honorific. You can be an August person. I'm not looking for Mr. Okay. I'm not looking for Well, that would be sir. wrong. Like, let Okay, Is that we're not, going those the honorifics. Yeah, but we're going the manly side of the tracks. No, what? So Augustus many. means lady. Ozzy. No. All right. Well, um, uh, SMSP is your premier movie discussion podcast. Every week, we continue our journey, exploring our favorite subject, figuring out name titles. Um, every fan sees the movies differently, so we gather some amateur experts to discuss certain aspects of the movie. Uh, I guess I'll read the whole thing. Whether it's money, comic books, music, or science, SMSP talks about it all in this week's episode. I was sent to Earth when my planet Krypton was dying. <sighs> I feel like I've heard this story before. This is my story. He knows what you told him? This is not a job I take lightly. I can do this. And I don't want to waste a minute of it. She's so cool. Do you maybe have a little crush on Supergirl? You got good taste, kid. I am going to write a kick-ass expose on Supergirl. You're writing it? I'm a writer. It's like riding a bike or severe childhood trauma. You never really lose it. Lucy Lane. Yes, you, you are. There was a time I would have done anything to that woman, but she dumped me. You're doing things that Superman couldn't even do. Kara, you leap into the sky headfirst into danger, and you don't seem scared of falling. What's so bad about falling? Supergirl! You may have powers, Kara, but we don't always know who our enemies are. So we need to be prepared to face anyone. been a long time, little one. At Astra. We have to stop her. I'm just trying to keep you safe. Of all the things the S stands for, safety is not one of them. You are pointless, sad, pathetic. Don't talk to me like that! Supergirl, stand down! Ah! 
Supergirl season one. And yes, there will be spoilers. Her name is Cara Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> She's Supergirl. Spoilers, episode one. So we can go with first opinions. I've done a lot of talking already, so right. I'm going to pass the buck to Austin. To the only other person on the, the podcast. The only other person on the podcast. Um, well, Tom was supposed to be uh, here, yeah, but he's fair. busy with children. Ah, uh, that's fair. And it wouldn't have even worked out because the studio was booked. Oh, yeah, by the way, we're doing a kitchen record. So, yeah, if you hear weird noises or a cat, <laughs> cat is my cat. And his name is most likely Cricket. He is a little B with a little P. <laughs> um, no, we love him. Um, first opinions, I really, really, really like Supergirl. I will say it started out as... It was a difficult start out because no. it was very, yeah. very... <sighs> man, that was some good effects with the plane and the saving and the <laughs> jumping and the flying and like any of it but they really they really start to come into their own and they it's nice to see like a little bit more of a nuanced character i think one of my favorites was the episode where she got so irrationally angry oh the red kryptonite the red kryptonite because you so rarely see a female character lose that kind of control oh without it being a menopause joke yeah kind of or a period yeah like i mean i guess red kryptonite Oh, you no. can make the case, but um, that was long. That was affecting Superman. Mm. See, so that was that was not a case made for her. And I do like with some things they make her in her own way stronger than Superman. Like it's it's very interesting. Like he comes to her, and I like that he's a little bit featured on the show. Oh, you're talking about season two. We're gonna stick uh. with season one. Tyler Hoechlin did not show up. I thought he showed up at like the very end, like the last episode. No, he did not. He did not oh. make an appearance. Um, Sorry. They, they, they mentioned him twice. Okay. They do talk about him. They text. No, like as in like a silhouette of him appears twice. Oh, sure. There's one where like. They do also message. Like he's like, I'm yeah. so proud of you. And it's like, yeah. oh, that's really nice. Um, but hold on. I'm trying to think of the two instances now uh, where she had to get her butt saved because she was getting her ass kicked by Red Tornado. Sure. I think okay. she was getting her butt kicked by someone, and Superman yeah. came in to save her. Um, I don't think it was Red Tornado. I think it was someone else. Yeah, wasn't he uh, like carrying her, but he was like a silhouette or something? Yeah. yeah and then okay. at the very end, during like the mind control thing, he flies into the city. And oh, yeah, and then gets mind controlled, which, by the way, I was like, come on. Mm, come this on. This was a little bit. I, mostly, it was I just fe- a, mostly I felt like he showed up because they were like, why wouldn't he? Exactly. Like, That's right. Yeah. What a time. But anyway, I really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. It's good. Uh, I was not a fan of the first six episodes. Uh, it's not until episode seven where uh, she loses her powers that the show figures out what the word pacing means. Because uh, those first six, like she, fu- she beats the villain, the weekly villain, yeah. by like minute thirty-two, and there's still f- like ten to fifteen minutes left of show. Ah, but then you got to play the will she or won't she game with the two dudes. And that was the worst, honestly. The show became actually so much better when Silver Banshee showed up and got into a relationship with Wynn. Yeah. Because you took Wynn off the table of this horrible... And you were left with a much less interesting choice. Well, (laughs) you were at least left with a a more interesting love triangle. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Lucy, Kara, and Jimmy versus Kara, Jimmy, and Wynn. And I liked the actress who played Lucy. What's her name? Jenna Tatum. Jenna Tatum Dewan. Yeah. Jenna Dewan Tatum. The girl from Step Up, married to Channing Tatum. <laughs> there you go. Whose first name is Jenna. I really liked Jenna. Like, I thought she did a really great job. And that was a much more interesting thing, also because Jimmy was trying to, like, balance his friendship slash love of Kara with not telling 
Lucy, what's Lucy, going what, on? Lucy, what the secret is, and like, there's there's plenty of tension. That's what I mean. So like that first half, you could honestly go without. Some of the action is okay. Red Tornado, I think, is in the first half, and that's yeah. one of the better fight scenes. Um, yeah. and then like anytime she fights a Kryptonian, you're like, I could do without uh, this. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really could have done without the Kryptonians in general. Like, I, j- I just found them to be such an unconvincing main villain well, but it why was are they so long like they could ruin yeah. the world so fast well and also here's my question why are you still there <laughs> like i mean go find another more interesting like they frequently talk about well at the very least not in this season maybe but the next season they frequently talk about spoilers um they frequently talk about like other planets oh, okay yeah, well, I mean, there's Mars. And things like that. Like, I mean, there's there's life outside the galaxy. And they, like, I mean, Kara talks about it all the time. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember we used to go here, here, and here. And I'm like, why didn't you go there? Like, <laughs> How long does it take? Like, yeah. I mean. And it I know probably takes a long time. And I know they're criminals, but, like, they must have better things to do than just, like, sit on Earth. I mean, to be fair, maybe they can't leave because they're broken ship. Yeah, thing, maybe. Which, yeah, Fort Ross. Yeah, which I. It's just, a floating space, space prison. Yeah, which. How did it get to Earth? It crashed the same way after the planet exploded. Every apparently after Krypton exploded, everything Earth was a was, giant magnet. Yes, exactly. Earth was the only direct course. Um, <laughs> but yeah, was Wynn's father's episode in the first six? I think it was. I Actually, think so. I liked that episode because I was like, "Wow, Wynn has depth now." <laughs> So much more interesting. Um, I mean, I always liked Wynn. I still like Wynn. He's one of my favorites because I just find him to just be kind of funny and like cute and charming and like the perfect sidekick. There you go. He's that. I don't know. He's the he's the nerdy boyfriend stereotype that is made to look ugly when really he's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Mm, he is absolutely gorgeous. So this is like you know, but oh, just put a bow tie on him. That makes him quirky and ugly. No, it doesn't. It's true. It, well, quirky, yes. <laughs> we have a bow tie that we put on Ben for this occasion. It I has see. math facts on it. <laughs> Formulas, I should say. He'll correct me for saying facts. <laughs> no, but but no. I'm waiting for the big, the big reveal where it turns out that, like, when like, when do you remember in the the Toy Man episode mm. when. Uh, his dad goes, and you are my greatest creation. You know, he says that Yeah, and I was like, this is like, a little gross. Well, I mean, that's like, what a creepy Oh, for him to like actually be built? To be built. To be like a Westworld Ooh. android. You know what I'm talking that about? That would be a very interesting like thing. Yeah, his... And then he turns into Pinocchio. Like, he's at what point, what are you? Are you human? Well, and that would make sense, like, why he works so well with computers. He's yeah. like a superhuman hacker person. Exactly. It would be really interesting. I'm waiting for that reveal. I that want that. That would be that. fun. Because he honestly goes into the D... Oh, what the, the, just gonna the stop Department the... of Alien Affairs? <laughs> DEO. Is it top Department of Ex- Extraterrestrial Operations? Yeah, Something DEO. Like that. Okay, uh, anyway. Uh, but he goes in there and he's just like, oh, this software? I can do this. And it's like, how are you familiar with hacking at this level? Well, he works for a media company, obviously. He knows. Um, oh, man. That's basic level IT. That's not government level IT. You were talking to somebody who has very little idea about how to work a computer. I know how to turn it on. <laughs> I just figured out how to put two microphones into the same computer and record on Audacity. Mm. And I feel like fucking Brainiac. I read about a Kardashian while you did that. so <laughs> It was exciting to be here. Yes. Um, no, and speaking of Cat Co., I actually really like Cat Grant. 
Oh, she's great. Like, that actress, I just... Kara. <laughs> K- Kira. Whatever. Like, just mispronounce it in the weirdest way possible. Kiara. Kiara. And then, of course, there's... Then the girl later, whose name is... Unpronounceable. Sialban? Yeah. Saban? Saban or something? Saban. That's She's like, Saban. And she's like, really? You get Saban, but you can't do Kara? And I was like, aha, we're spreading our wings. We're flexing the muscle. The best parts are their self-aware moments. When she's beating up the one alien who looks like a dude with horns, like tusks. Yeah. And then like he's like, wow, it looks like some guy was having a bad day. It's like, no, it looks like he was having a bad day. She. Oh. Respect. I know. I love. I do love that. Um, I don't know. I wish they could have changed up her costume a little bit because I'm like, windburn is a very real problem. Windburn? And like, yeah. Just of a superhuman? In- fucking bear with me, Michael. Okay. At the very least, not, maybe not windburn, but they could at the very least tie her hair back. Like, there's absolutely oh, no yeah, way yeah. that part of her costume changes, like, all of a sudden, Kryptonian fresh wrinkles. Yes, yeah, her hair is way too perfect it's for the amount of It's way too perfect, but hair. she is she is a superhero, so I, like, let it slide, and I'm like, you know what, you look fabulous. So she fine. looks amazing. I will say, I like her shoes the best, because they actually look like... Power fi- boots? Like, fighting boots. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, tying into Wonder Woman, I did not have a problem with her outfit at all, because I was like, yeah, this is this is historically at the very least touching reality like it's like putting a toe in it yeah um and the her skirt's boots a little and her cutesy. boots were like fine as well but yeah the skirt's a little cutesy and i mean she had to wear the symbol because it's their crest or whatever sure i think it could have been smaller i think she could have gone with black i think it would have looked much Whoa. nicer you're talking about fighting the brand here goodness that's a big step yeah well fuck the patriarchy michael <laughs> um I don't know if it's But yeah, okay. I really, but again, I just loved Cat Grant and I love that she had a female mentor. Like, I mean, John mm. Jones is really awesome as well. Yeah. Which, by the way, I saw that like 20 minutes before that, like when it, he did something and I was like, Eyes oh my God. Or he's like, last of my kind. Yeah, so he like said something and I was like, it's fucking Martian Manhunter. <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, and then suddenly, I am John and Jones. And then he like does his Cinderella twirl and yes. like, <laughs> transformed but i liked him as john jones like i think that's great um but yeah i love that they kind of have like that father-daughter bond but it's not like weird it's like more of like an uncle kind of yeah and i and i appreciate the fact that uh there are certain moments where he keeps transforming back into hank henshaw because you're like it's not in the budget (laughs) (laughs) because you just have to accept that as a fan of just like like cgi hasn't become inexpensive well and i will say when they transform him they do it at big pit of pivotal moments where it's like he's moving fast enough where it's like he's a little blurred Mm -hmm. and like they do a good job that's hard to keep up i would much rather see just hank henshaw Mm -hmm. i mean well yeah john jones uh daniel hayward without a costume yeah yeah. hayward in himself Mm -hmm. (laughs) daniel hayward as himself um then Martian Manhunter all the time because I think that's I don't know I like it and he is trying to stay incognito as head of the DEO. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Alex and Kara's relationship. Having been an older sister, I kind of get it. I was very surprised with how real that acting got by the end of the season. Yeah, like at first I was like cheeky cheesy, eh, whatever. At first I was kind of like that, but then as it goes on, like 
Alex, and she gets, like, spoiler, she gets a lot more nuance in the second season, and I, like, I'm here for it. Like, uh-huh. I was so there. I, like, cheered when this one moment happened. It was very exciting. You'll figure it out. Um, you can't tweet me, though, because I don't do Twitter. Um, you can tweet. You, you can tweet the show. Tweet the show. It's fine. They'll tell me. They'll, they'll have their people get in touch with my people. It's ben. true. Ben is both of our people. <laughs> um, but in that relationship... I have a little sister, and our age gap is about similar. Sure. And that relationship is so real. Mm-hmm. And I mean, l- my sister is not an extraterrestrial. <laughs> Thank fucking God. Because she is already really irritating, but lovely. And if she was bulletproof, I don't think the world would be the same. <laughs> um, and could fly. Yeah, and could fly. I would never have a moment's peace. She would be here every single day, and Ben would <laughs> leave me. Um She'll never listen to this, so it's perfect that I say this. Um, I'm going to tell her to. <laughs> she won't. You don't know me. Here, listen you to my show. Superhero movies, and she will go, absolutely not, you loser. <laughs> um, but yeah, that relationship was so real. And at first it did start out hokey, but then I think they figured out what they wanted the show vibe to be around the sixth to seventh episode. There was one where she was where she killed Kara's mom, right? Allura? Not her mom, her aunt. Her Oh yeah, her aunt. That's her right. Aunt. Sorry, I get it mixed up with the same. And actress. that's like that's like a really she like kills her. Yeah. yeah, like and Alec, what a badass. Like, yes, yeah, stabs her with the Kryptonian sword, and then and then Marsha Manhunter's like, I'll save you the pain of this. Yeah, I killed her. And then there's the moment where she eventually has to come clean because they yeah. bring it up every well, episode after that. Well, the, well, <laughs> and like there, it, it is this big thing, and not only I will say, Hank handles it like a champ he's just like okay you're mad like that's fine yeah i'm the last of my kind get over it like <laughs> so how does it feel like yeah I've been like, dealing with this for 20 years i'm sorry <laughs> you've been doing what for this since you were born okay well you know did you watch everyone die because yeah. i did yeah did you were you there in a genocide camp i think that point can't be glossed over enough like <laughs> hank henshaw lived through a genocide he's the only one who lived through a genocide I'm still waiting to hear how he got off the planet. So a genocide. Uh, that's a xenocide. Xenocide. My, that's right. Okay. I'm not There's plenty of people that have lived through a genocide. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> a xenocide. Yes. Some bad uh, shit happened. That's yes. Right. It's called the Red Planet for a reason. <laughs> Soaked in Martian blood. Too Which much. I think is blue, I think. Oh, never mind. Ruins my theories. <laughs> Uh, um, no, no, no. There's a moment where they where she has to reveal that, and the mm. actress starts like crying as she's revealing it. And you're like, "What's Kara gonna do? Is she gonna like fly out in anger like any other real person? Yeah. Just slowly comes up and gives her a good old sister hug. Yeah. And in that moment, I'm like, you know, I'm not horribly into this show, but <gasps> tears. That was much. That was much. I have feel. <laughs> I have one feel. And it's, it's that was that was solid. Like yeah, that was, I was I, like when you have crying in those types of shows, I typically don't buy it. Was it was very. Like, CW CBS shows crying. I'm not gonna buy it. Yeah, I will. Like their their dynamic, that sister dynamic is very real. Like mm-hmm. I would like if somebody was like, yeah, they're actually sisters. I would totally buy it. Oh. I mean, other than the fact that they don't look similar, <laughs> but um, that's mm-hmm. to be fair because she's adopted. Um, I just hate I, how the DEO is in a very incompetent organization. Um, also yes. very economically inefficient because they have a bunch of glass cages and open rooms. When they could just put them like regular cells up against walls economically. Well, open concept is a very real home trend right now. <laughs> so I can see it. Um, but yeah, no, I understand. I'm like, man, you could make this so much easier. You could have like an off site facility. I would do it on the moon. That's a great spot. Take over Fort Ross. Ta- yeah, use Fort, Fort Ross. Fort Ross is a fucking prison. 
Get that shit back up already. Yeah, and it's already in the desert, so like half your battle's over. <laughs> no one knows where it is. You already got it cloaked. I don't know what you're doing with it. Like the world's biggest net is just over it. <laughs> biggest tarp. Yeah, just don't look under this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I really like Supergirl. It's good. And it's it's nice. I love the crossover episodes oh, as they're well. The they're the best. They're, they're really the only good. reason to keep watching CW shows. Well, honestly, like well, and yeah, like Arrow. So Arrow, That's the season Flash. Two. Oh yeah, yeah. Arrow. I'm just saying, like yeah. I'm just going through the shows. Like even um, Legends. Mm-hmm. And soon to be Black Dynamite. Oh, I don't. That's a new one. Uh, I figured because I'm like, <laughs> sure. Um, like those four, those four shows right now that we have, other than Black Dynamite. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh my gosh, Black Lightning. Did I, I say like, Black Dynamite? You did. My like, bad. I'm, I blanked out there for. That's a why second. I gave you the weirdest. Like oh. I was like. Really? Yeah, you should have. Okay. You gotta correct me. Um, Black Lightning. Oh, oh shit. Um, it's been a like long I week. love the crossover episodes because it just it keeps it fun too. Mm-hmm. I specifically really like how Flash. I really like anything that crosses over with Flash because that cast is really good. Oh, like the guy who plays Barry Allen. Really Grant good. Gustin. Grant Gustin. Some alliteration going. Wow, alliteration. It's everywhere. Um, except for Cara, Cara Daniels. Cara Danvers. Danvers. Damn it. Um, sorry. And um, if you heard a weird clicking noise, that was me fidgeting. I was going to say, fiddle with something that doesn't make sound. Quick, Emerson, come here. Um, <laughs> yeah, the cat. Yeah, I really like the crossover episodes, specifically with Supergirl and The Flash. The- there are more that come later with a bunch more people. Well, the fact that Flash crossed over in their CBS time. Yeah, that was Because the first season's all on CBS. Mm-hmm. And all the other shows are on CW. Good thing yeah, CBS does own CW. some, like... Super fun, like, paperwork. Uh, well, I mean, they're owned by, like, CBS owns the CW. But still, I'm sure they had to do, like, some weird, awkward hoop jumping. At least one hoop. I, I bet the one hoop was the fact that Grant Gustin had to go about a half a block to a different studio. Well, it's a long walk. <laughs> he's only he's only the fastest man alive in a TV show. What if he's secretly really... What if he hates running? Uh, <laughs> but I like their relationship because it's never, ever... Like, I've never, like... Oh, maybe romantic. They never do that. They're just like, yeah, they're just really, they're super friends. Yeah, they're super awesome friends. And then, well, I mean, they hated that once. Like, you got a crush on him. He's like, well, he's hot, but like, mm. I've got so many problems to deal with right so now. So many problems. <laughs> like, I got my own cast first, yeah. <laughs> and then um, we'll do cross casting. Yeah, in uh, second season, they have a really great episode. It's musical. Oh, so yes. just like keep your eyes primed because it's they have they have a great song about their friendship (laughs) (laughs) i like i just like the dialogue that came about in the crossover of season one where it's like okay so this is the concept of the multiverse here's your world here's mine here's old world we're all evil been there it sucked yeah Uh, (laughs) been there best line is delivered by calista flockhart where they're all standing in front of her and she's like well this is odd all of you in front of me you all look like a attractive but non-threatening group cw cast <laughs> i know and i was like whoa too real i love cat grant I, like the only the only time cat grant like when she's like you look nothing like supergirl and i'm like she looks exactly, <laughs> exactly like, like her <laughs> or she's just wearing glasses like they're not even magic glasses they're just glasses yeah the outfits oh, they're uh, the same and yeah. <laughs> when 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 martian manhunter's like I was, you know, part of a paramilitary operation. Yeah. I can handle one CEO. And you're like, not this mean bitch. Not this one. Not this one. She's rude and very, very, very smart. And you haven't mastered heels yet, John, so deal with Come it. Come on, John. 
Come uh, on. Do you want to move to comic books? Sure. <laughs> okay. In my vast knowledge of comic books. Well, this is mostly me delivering information and you responding mm. based on like comparisons. So like, you know, Hank Henshaw sure. is the name of John Jones's alter ego character. There was a Hank Henshaw. Yeah. And then he died. Or presumably. He was thrown off a cliff, I think. Is that right? You remember? I have a terrible poker face. Uh, uh, he shows up later oh i'm sure he does he's still grumpy well see the thing is i was kind of predicting that i have not seen season two but hank henshaw is a comic book character that is also known as cyborg superman who came about during the um reign of superman arc in the 90s after superman died and four superman replacements showed up for a long time and they really should have done like a rotation yeah well they kind of did one was superboy another was steel um yeah. That's the dumbest name. It's, well, it's a black Call guy me. in a big steel Superman suit. Call me Steel. Yeah. Uh, mm. There was a movie about it starring Shaquille O'Neal. Uh, it's real. And, wow. Yeah. And uh, and the other one was Eradicator, which was like an AI that gained sentience. And then the fourth was Cyborg Superman, which was this astronaut that like accidentally uh, got his mission derailed by something involving Superman. And he bonded with an alien entity. And uh, he's just a big villain. He's just a big, mean Superman <laughs> villain. Just a bully. Yeah. Just a mean old bully. So, uh, so like the fact that he was called Hank Henshaw and his eyes glowed red for the first couple episodes, you're like, is this Cyborg Superman? What's going on? It's the big little subterfuge. I wasn't. Um, and then you missed your appointment for Minnesota Pet Valley Hospital, so they're calling you about it. Ben. I can tell you exactly what happened later with that. Um, and uh, so the funny thing is, is then they turn it into Martian Manhunter, but then you're like, oh, but the real Hank Henshaw is still out there. Out there, somewhere. Okay. On a hut. That's all, yeah. On a hut, not in one. Oh, on it. <laughs> on a hut. Mm. <laughs> this picture perched mm. like a pterodactyl. Uh, and then we have Winslow Scott Jr. Mm. Um, I'm only gonna. I'm not gonna cover all the one-shot villains. If yeah, they had to show up in that's for the episodes. best. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gonna cover the big ones. So like Winslow Win. Yeah. Um, is actually premiered in you know Winslow Scott the Toy Man's a big comic book character big yeah. long time Superman villain Winslow Scott Jr. is not a comic book character he actually premiered in 1990's Superman the animated series um and he went insane after his father was sent to jail for a crime that Jr. actually committed and unknowingly and then his father died in prison and so he went crazy bouncing around in foster care and uh eventually turned put a creepy doll mask on himself and started be calling himself the toy man oh poor winnie i, I hope know. this isn't like foreshadowing because i really like him as the cute little closet nerd because i like, don't think it will though no because it's not even comic book ingrained history it's yeah television show and the only amount of uh, power with that would be like harley quinn was the only one that was able to transcend it yeah oh kendrick saw a cat Cricket got too close to the sun. His wings melted. <laughs> so he ran away. Emerson is taking the much more circumspent, I'm going to hover in the kitchen until it's safe. <laughs> There's whiny sounds of a dog in the background. It's poor little Kenny. All right, next up. I have a lot, by the way. Oh, that's fine. Lucy Lane, Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen, number 36, 1959. Otto Binder and Carl Kurt Swan. Um, she was originally just an on-again, off-again interest of Jimmy Olsen. Uh, Lucy Lane's Lucy Lane is Lois's younger sister, of course, and was an airline hostess who would occasionally show up um, and appear for Teenage Love Tales, because that was the big thing in the sixties. Definitely got a huge raise <laughs> in this show. So eventually, she's upgraded to air traffic control and later part of the Air Force. 
um, following in her father's footsteps of the military. She married Daily Planet writer Ron Troop. Trope? T-R-O-U-P-E. I would say Trope. Trope? Trope? Trope. Trope. All right. Uh, If you're going to say it wrong, make it really wrong. Uh, and uh, she had a child with him. Um, she became the new Superwoman, actually, uh, during the New 52. But following that, we haven't seen much since. Because mm. right now, there's only there's like there's like three big moments in comic book history for DC. You have to keep in mind where they changed their continuities, and that was Crisis on Infinite Earth in 1905, 1985, and there was the New 52 in 2011, and now we are currently in Rebirth, which is just trying to fix the New 52. <laughs> Basically, because yeah. people didn't like the new 52, or not enough. Uh, moving on to non. Zin- <laughs> I thought you were talking about bread for a second. No. Like I was like, man, I could go for some Indian food. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, non is actually another non-comic book character. He was appeared in Superman the movie, 1978. Um, but in the comics, he showed up in Action Comics number 845 in 2007. He's credited as being created by Mario Puzzo, which was the writer for the Godfather movies, who also wrote Superman, the mm. movie. Uh, so he's a silent thug in the movies. Um, he's just this, He was played by a boxer, like a champion boxer, and he didn't have any lines. And he talks a lot more in this. Yeah. Uh, I really could do without it. I could do without it completely. So when, when Richard Donner and Jeff Johns uh, detailed his history in the comics, it turns out he was actually a friend of Jor-El. Before leading a separatist movement, you know, because they found out that Krypton was about to explode. Right. Um, and then he was lobotomized by the Kryptonian Council for his actions. So that's why he doesn't speak in the movies. Sure, because he literally can't. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so it's, it's kind of an intense Yeah, thing. That's, that's very intense. That's like, like you, if you took, I don't know, if someone started to make a coup to fight off the American government because they were shouting about climate change, and they were like, shut up about climate change, and you lobotomize them. Kryptonians had no chill. All right. Uh, later, he has a child with Ursa. There's another Superman, the movie character, um, whom he cared for dearly. That's good. Mm-hmm. And we're going to move on to Allura Zorel, Action Comics 252. And my cursor just flew away from me, so I don't know where I am on my five pages of notes. Oh, no. Wow, well, that's a lot of notes. It's not, not really that much. When Do you, you double space? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> It's not that much. All right. Okay. Uh, Otto Binder and Al Plastino. Uh, she is the mother of Supergirl. Is that a surprise? Uh, she had just as much significance as Superman's mother, which pop trivia. Do you know the name of Superman's mother? Not Ma Kent, his birth mother. Um, yeah, I knew it wasn't Ma Kent. Cause well, like, okay. Something L. <laughs> That's uh, actually no. She does not have the house of. She's not part of the house of L. You know, you know his father, Jor El. Jor El, yeah. But his mother's name was Laura Lorvan. That alliteration coming back. <laughs> I know, right? That's nice. That's a nice name. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the opening follows uh, the opening of the TV show. Follows the most recent iteration that had Kara. You know, was sent to look after her infant mm. cousin Cal, and that's what Allura did. Here's my question, also for Krypton in general. They were like, I know, we'll send all of the children. Actually, not all of them, just two. And one will be a baby, and mm-hmm. the other one will be very, very young. And we'll send them to a strange planet where they don't know, presumably, the language, the customs, or have any money. 
Um, okay, yeah, I can see that. But they send him as a baby. Yeah. So he'll get through that because a baby's not supposed to know the language. The I mean, customs but I'm more talking money. about Kara. Oh, they sent her as like a 12 year old. That's right. Okay. So here's the deal with that one. You're right. There is a problem there. The reason with, with Superman, you had a lot of Christian sort of stuff mixed okay. in. There's a know, Jesus. Sending your only son yeah. to a planet to be its savior. Uh, mm. All that jazz. Um, but with Supergirl, it's like, uh, we need a, a girl babysitter. in the comics. Not a babysitter. We need a girl in the comics. That wasn't her original story, I don't think. I don't oh. think she was sent as an infant or as a 12-year-old. I think she was sent as a grown-up. Anyway, it's so convoluted. Okay. I don't get it. Supergirl. But there was a reason. Okay, that's my The question. reason is we needed to put a girl in the comics. Okay, that's better. I, I mean, like, it's not great, but, like, I appreciate them trying at mm-hmm. the very least. But, I, it, but well, I, did, I did, like, I was like, no one else has a question i have a question <laughs> having been a 12 year old yes we'll move on to silver banshee action comics number 595 1987 john Byrne, um born into an irish scottish clan you'll love this uh that studied the occult the first silver banshee saban saban mcdougall uh botched a ritual and was dragged down under into the nether realms uh something called the crone Gave her supernatural powers and a return to Earth as long as she could find a book for the crone. A book? A book. A very powerful book, apparently. Like a lot of time? I guess. I, I don't know. I didn't read it. It's fair. <laughs> Batman's it's not really book. like a grabbing. No. Grabbing you. Well, they rebooted it in yeah. 2011 because um, they're like, well, that was kind of a lame character. Let's mm. make her better. Uh, and then send her to cosmetology school so she knows how to put on a bitchin' face and makeup. Yeah, really. So Saban, uh, Saban Smith now, or Smythe, however you want to pronounce it, uh, she premieres in Supergirl Volume Six, Number Seven. Uh, this version is barely a villain. Uh, the Silver Banshee is a curse that is passed down to each generation, and her father, known as Black Banshee, is obsessed with convincing his daughter to join him in attempts for world domination. I would like that better. Yeah. <laughs> than this, um, honestly, when she was like, I'm, I gotta kill Kara, I was like, wow, wow, we really turned a leaf very quickly. And yeah. it was like a very big leaf. So it would have taken you a lot of time. But you were just like, nope, gotta kill her. Like, I don't even care. This curse, fine. Live wires, like, like she like accepted the curse in, in very quickly. And mm-hmm. I was like, I would not have been. Mm-hmm. cool. Like, I would have been like, absolutely not. So, yeah. So she struggles with insanity. Um, because every time she turns into Silver Banshee, it's like the Hulk. She turns into it. Yeah. Uh, she gets those powers. Um, but it comes at a price. But it comes at a price of her mind, right? So they wanted to make it more of a cat fight, I think. Yeah. Trying to, instead of an actual good motive. Anyway. Uh, and- I just loved the scene where Livewire is like, we're going to make you over. And then she literally made her over and i was like it's a good makeover it's like, a good make that's a, it's lot a of good makeup. makeover there's a lot of makeup You're like how did you do that i think that i fast? texted michael and i was like well that's a face like <laughs> who has time to do this like someone like i'm gonna go fight yeah. supergirl give me about two hours <laughs> and about 16 mirrors and like i love it like i a love a girl, foundation i love a girl who can contour but like <laughs> it's a bit much shit <laughs> well like does much. she get it get sweatproof yeah these are the questions. Every time she like goes, Whoa! does it like? If you scratch your face, you are done. It's, all it it's, takes, like, think of just one streak across your forehead. Like that's just not intimidating. No, you're done. And then of course you got to do all the shit to the hair because otherwise you're gonna walk out in public and people are gonna be like, 
Is that Silver Banjo? <laughs> fucking Silver Banjo. <laughs> is that Silver Banjo? <laughs> the Dean Kane joke uh, <laughs> redone. Because Dean Kane was in this show. <laughs> fucking Dean Kane. There's your cameos for you, by the way. The Danvers family. Mm-hmm. The father, played by Dean Kane, who played Superman in a little 1990s show called The New Adventures of Superman. It's Dean Kane. Uh, or The New Adventures. Or Superman, The New Adventures of Lois and Clark. Something like that. <laughs> um, and then the mother is played by uh, Helen Slater. Who played oh. Supergirl in 1984's yeah, movie? I she looked so familiar. I just don't have a great memory for actors unless it's like Rachel McAdams <laughs> or apparently Jenna Dewan Tatum. Jenna Dewan Tatum. Other, I just think she's really pretty. So mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's move to Maxwell Lord Justice League number one, 1987. Keith Griffin, J.M. Dematis, De- 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 and Kevin McGuire. He's a ruthless businessman with a distrust for authority and power figures brought on by the belief instilled by his mother that his father's suicide was a conspiracy to oust him from the company because he was too soft. Uh, he orchestrated the creation of the Justice League and the Justice League International. Although his intentions for doing so have been retconned multiple times, one involved him under mind control from a computer program and another had him as a criminal mastermind piling up sensitive information on members and making their efforts inefficient for when his gains uh for when he needed for huh. his for his own personal gains since he like ran the organization he i just was- like his name like lex luther and maxwell lord like just have the greatest names That's like i'm names. like it's very polished like mm-hmm. i just feel posh saying mm-hmm. it uh he's actually one of the characters he's killed a hero he's shot uh, Blue Beetle Ted Cord in the head when he found out about his master plan, um, but there's a big, big plot involving him where his goal to become uh, his goal became to kill all superhumans or at least like discredit them with a plot to manipulate Spi- uh, Superman. Almost said Spider Man. Superman into believing all his friends were supervillains. So he almost kills Batman, who he thought was Brainiac, and he levels a city in a fight between Wonder Woman, who he thought was Doomsday. Um, under the lasso of truth, Wonder Woman demands how to stop Superman's mind control. And Maxwell Lord replies, kill me. Uh, so she snaps his neck. I fucking love Wonder Woman. Like, I just will say it again. Like, girls coming out here. Yeah. Um, but uh, Maxwell Lord knew that this might have been a possibility. So he made sure to make that ne- neck snapping moment nationalized on uh, sure. TV internationally. Okay, so, that's just a really well thought out plan. Like, I do appreciate that. Like, that's not just like a blind villain. He's like, no, no, no. I got a backup for my backup. Yeah, a backup for that. Backup. So, like, I will discredit you even if I die. Yeah, like, you, like, won't look you like will a hero. win, but you will lose so mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, he doesn't have that much Supergirl involvement as the show. The show yeah. is just like we don't use Lex Luthor. We can use his knockoff. Yeah, and he really is kind of a Luthor knockoff, but like more history with mind control yeah like he's been manipulated with mind control he's manipulated other characters with mind control and it's happened so much that you actually can lean into ambiguity ambiguity on whether or not he's a hero or a villain because he's played both sides he sort of just hangs out he does whatever he wants mm-hmm. if it suits him uh let's go to cat grant adventures of superman number 424 1987 marv wolfman and jerry ordway so she had a rough start um, she became an alcoholic after divorcing her husband, and she was now in charge of her infant son, Adam. Uh, didn't estrange him like she did in the show, but uh, she joins the Daily Planet and is an early love interest for Clark Kent. Um, until of that course that explains a lot later. <laughs> like 
Uh, eventually, she works her way up at uh, WGBS, uh, first as a reporter, then as a host of her own show, and finally as the television station's manager after ousting the original manager with a sexual harassment suit. Um, her son is murdered by Toy Man. I know. Which, that is a really rough go. Oh. Which only drives her deeper into her workaholism. Workaholicism? Yeah, I would feel that. Uh, she gets all the way to press secretary of the yeah. White House under President Lex Luthor. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, but in the New 52, they <laughs> retcon that away, and uh, she develops a softer demeanor, and her old marriage and son are also retconned away. This is what I mean. Like People didn't like the New 52 because they got rid of a lot of stuff. Because it got yeah. confusing. You had to know these things to understand the stories. Sure. And they're like, let's get rid of it. But then the people that, like, they weren't getting new readers. Right. They the, were for a little bit. But they're the kind of alienating the old readers readership that they had. That were staying with them. Yeah. So it's a it's a catch-22. Because um, you're not getting anyone new. But at the same time, like, the old ones are only dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, but then they retconned her again in Rebirth. And she, they went full Supergirl TV phone card. Yeah. The comic book character personality is almost the exact same, and she runs Catco International. Yeah, I mean, like... Or Catco Worldwide. Which I, I she, like her in the show. Like, she, she makes no apologies, and she gives Carson, like, really great advice. Yeah. She once gave her some, like, work advice that I was like, oh, shit. And I actually took that and I used that <laughs> at work. Uh, like, and, I was, and it was solid advice. Yeah. But I just, like, I just like how she's confident, but she's also, like, have a gin and tonic. <laughs> Just minus the tonic. She's she's Mad Men. Yeah, like she's just she's she's great, and I love that her office. This is like I love a set, like I love a good set, mm-hmm. and I love her office because it's very light and open and feminine as hell. Mm. I like uh, I like she's pretty. She's kind of like Alec Baldwin's character Jack Donaghy yeah. in Thirty Rock. <laughs> they pull. I think they pull a lot into her character, but like man, and the actress nails it. She's well, just, well, that's Felicity. Like as she just like how she she's like oh, Cara. She's an Emmy Award winning actress. I know. Well, it's Did you shows. ever see a Felicity? I've heard of it. I, okay. My watching habits are very strange. I was yeah. telling Mike about this new show that I'm watching called Troll Hunter. Yeah. And it's a cartoon by Guillermo del Toro. It's great. It's so good. Look <laughs> it up. Uh, but I <laughs> I just don't like the fact that like Catco International is a magazine. It bugs the hell out of me. Well, it's kind of like everything. Like they don't. I mean, like, yeah, it's mostly a magazine, but, I mean, they also have, like, a broadcasting station okay, okay. and a radio. Which and, like, brings me back to another point of, like, anything, anytime anything bad happens in whatever city they're in, yeah, they are always a step behind. <laughs> like, they're watching on their TVs someone else reporting it, and they're like, bitch, you are the news. <laughs> Get out well, there. Well, I think some of them, it was their own helicopters, like, looking at it, and they're just like, what? Yeah, I know. I did, I did, I did kind of wonder that. And also, I'm like, man... Cat Grant has some very good speeches, like, <laughs> just on lock. All right. We've but. got only two more characters. Okay. Martian Manhunter, Detective Comics number 225, 1955, Joseph Samashan and Joe Serta. His history is actually very interesting. Um, accidentally teleported to Earth from Mars, Jean Jones was a Martian stranded waiting for Martian rescue. Um, he develops a persona as a detective named John Jones and secretly fights crime. He then becomes uh, public with his identity and is a founding member of the Justice League. Uh, DC, the company, was worried, however, that they were overexposing their flagship characters by putting like Batman, Wonder Woman, and um, Superman all on Justice League. So Jean was like their Superman stand-in. 
Because he could do oh. everything Superman could do. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, and he's got the fun ability to shapeshift. Yeah, all the other things too. And well, that's he would cover for Superman because they're like Superman's in a lot of books. Oh, but really, Jean is sometimes being Superman. Yeah. Because they did that with Batman a lot in Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. They had them sub for each other. Um, and if you watch the Batman animated series and the Superman animated series, they do a crossover oh, where they sub fun. for each other, and it's awesome. I have a question: Is has his alter ego always been black? Uh, as John Jones, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was just I wondering so. because, like, I was like, maybe no, actually, no, I don't think he was. Because I, I do like that that that's continuity in the shows that I've seen, and then in this show, like, he's always been black, and I love that. Well, it to became, be fair, he kind of has that voice, like yeah. gravelly voice. He became a thing because the first time you hear John uh, Martian Manhunter, yeah, he was white in the comics. Um, yeah, okay, that, John that is less surprising. When did they come out? Well, 1955. Yeah, okay. Uh, but the thing is, here's the history, okay? Uh, because it becomes a thing, because uh, to answer that, why they changed it to African-American, is because when you first hear John Jones, his first appearance is on Justice League, the cartoon, where he's voiced by Carl Lumby. Sure. And Carl Lumby is uh, South African. Okay. So they, like, they inv- and he does it with his South, with his South African accent. Yeah, because he has a little bit... in. He has a little bit of a burr in his voice. Exactly. I know on like the TV shows that I've seen, mm-hmm. and um, even like when he transforms into Martian Manhunter, he has that burr. Like his yeah. voice is different. So like after that, he's always been associated with African American transformation. Okay. Um, and so, but it gets more interesting because, uh, let's see here. So uh, when they did get the okay to use Superman as a regular. Jean actually leaves the team and is rescued by his people. He goes back huh. to Mars. Um, but post-1985, because DC Crisis on Infinite Earth happens and they change everything. Mm. Um, he's back on the JLI, Justice League International, which is basically a Justice League book, but with humor. Oh. Uh, so he plays the straight man to everybody's comedic antics, and that's where they develop his obsession with Oreo cookies. Which is a staple mark of his character. Well, we're all obsessed with cookies. I'm allergic to them, and I eat them. Like, I mean, Ben doesn't know that. But <laughs> in in 1988, it's retconned that he actually had blocked out the trauma of his entire race dying and his journey to Earth. That's fair. And I it, would if I could. Mm-hmm. And it displaced him in time, saying that his wife and child actually died thousands of years ago. Oh. So there's nothing to even go back to. Sure. Because he survived a xenocide. Yeah. Um, or like they were in the middle of like a white Martian war and then he left. Yeah. And uh, then like, oh, well, yeah, you actually got sent through time and everything you mm. knew and loved is gone forever. Aww. Uh, and that's that's Jean. No wonder he doesn't have a sense of humor. I yeah. mean, so mostly he's a pacifist and he, <clears throat> but he has he's probably the most powerful being on Earth. Yeah. Um, like in some ways he could rival Superman. Sure. Well, because he also has, like, the mind stuff exactly. going on and all that. Mm-hmm. Although I like that they kind of work their way around it pretty pretty okay in the show. Because there's some situations where you're like, wouldn't you just... Mind control. Read his mind? Like, <laughs> He's like, I hate doing that. I mean, that's fair. And, like, you know, you could argue, like, hey, a little... Maybe parts of him doesn't want to. And, like, if that is such a social thing on Mars, like, social stigmas are really hard to overcome. Mm-hmm. And so that would be difficult. But, okay. Yeah. And finally, we have Supergirl, Action Comics number 252. Oh, she's in this? Yeah. It's shocking. Ooh, I should have really saved that for 1984 movie, though. I'll just talk a little bit about her now. I'm not going to say much. Otto Binder, Al Plastino. Um, so, <sighs> Supergirl's history is amazingly confusing. 
You can play a drinking game where I'm about to describe a difficult character by me sighing right before I start talking. It was so bad that they literally killed off Kara Zor-El. Um, her alias, her human alias at the time was Linda Lee Danvers. That's a terrible Right? Um, so they killed it off in 1985. Crisis on Infinite Earths, two big characters died. Spoilers. Supergirl, Kara, and the Flash, Barry Allen. Both died in that series. Don't worry, they come back. Um, but like 20 years later. I just had to sneeze. That was the face. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they killed it off because her history was so confusing. Okay. Like, we gotta get rid of her. Fresh set. <laughs> and you know what? In a way, it got worse. Oh, no. Because a new Supergirl took over. Because... Uh, so what happened is in Crescent Infinite Earths, they retconned her out of existence. She never existed in the history after the comics after that. Okay. So they introduced a new character called Linda Danvers, who's just a human girl. Okay. All right? And this human girl is like near death and involved in a weird occult, I don't know, is, is one thing. Um, I, and then she became Supergirl after merging with an alternate reality protoplasmic thing called Matrix that was formed by an alternate reality Lex Luthor mixing characteristics of Lana Lang and Superman. Okay. Don't quote me, actually, because I don't know. I like I had four super. I had four separate Supergirl Wikipedia tabs open. Oh, damn it! I have your quote all written down. <laughs> The, it's, I was like reading like when did this happen when did this happen who is this character because they still refer to original Supergirl as Linda and they refer to the new one after 1985 as Linda Danvers as well and then there's Matrix who is merged with Linda Danvers but is also considered her own separate entity fascinating uh, and I think they kill off that character somehow and they bring they bring Kara back in 2004 they bring her back. Um, and now she's been a mainstay in the DC universe um, with her own series. And her history is similar to the TV open that you see where she's sent to watch over baby Cal. Um, and I don't know, tweet me and untangle the Supergirl knot because I don't understand her history. I might have to like dig in deep if we ever get to 1984 Supergirl. Yeah. But holy shit, it's just too much. Yeah. I don't get it. I really don't get it. And I've seen convoluted characters. Read Psylocke. That's that's some crazy shit. But Supergirl is actually like a whole new level. That's, you, yeah. that's a lot. You start mixing in Power Girl, who is like a different Earth version of Supergirl. Yeah. <clears throat> I like they have a female character. They're just like, we'll just put girl or woman at the end. And they'll figure out that it's a girl. Hot girl. <laughs> What would you call her? Wonder Woman. The, the Hawk? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you, if she was a man. Superman? Batman? Well, I every... Okay. Every female counterpart oh, character... Michael's leaning towards me. Yeah. <laughs> well, because you're, you're trying to make an argument here that I don't think is valid. So I'm fighting. Welcome you. to Ben's entire marriage. Like. <laughs> so you're saying, you're saying that, you know, like male characters... If they're based on, they, they don't have man monikers. Okay, actually, here's my biggest issue. And it's really just with Hot Girl. Okay. Because other than what I've seen in, like, the Flash show, and keep in mind, like, yes. I'm a neophyte at this, whatever. Yes. I just call things, like, I see them, and then I get normally told that what I think is bullshit. That's fine. <laughs> All right, let's do um, it. My biggest issue with Hot Girl is the fact that she is an adult, and it's called girl. Oh. But Hawk, I get that Hawk woman sounds weird, 
But, like, that's my only issue. Because, like, Supergirl, she is young, okay? Like, I'm still called girl, okay. and we're the same age. Okay. But, like, we've got Wonder Woman. Hot Girl is the same age as Supergirl. I did not see. I didn't show. know that. In that the, No, in the shows that you watch. Well, yes. So, I don't have an issue with that then. Okay. But, like, I've seen, like, Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Okay. Hot Girl. Oh, yeah. She's definitely a full-grown adult. Now. Right. And that's why I'm, like... Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so, like, that's my only issue. And it's really, it's a very negative issue. Yourselves in Young Justice, they do call her Hawk Woman. Sure. Let's see. All right. There's something. All right. Um, I'll be mollified for now. That's it, also, though. <laughs> it's also 6.30. I'm very hungry. <laughs> I opened my store today, and I was up at 4, so I'm also very tired. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Sneak peek into Ben and I's marriage. Me saying something ridiculous and him going, hold up. <laughs> Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. We can have a communication adult <laughs> conversation. Yeah. Those words blend together correctly. Normally my defense mechanism for Ben is to just like re- look really adorable, but I'm not married to Michael, so this doesn't really work. <laughs> I get away with a lot less shit with people I'm not married to. That's right. Keeping me in line. Mm-hmm. I, well, I mean, if you're going to... You want to talk feminism and superheroes? Like You're, you're going to get no bigger... Uh, ma- well, you, you will get a bigger male champion, but within your vicinity, you will get no bigger male champion. Yeah. No, no. Um, You'll have to go online. And find, mostly like, it's just like, it's like those, those like little, like it's just those little things and I'm like, why? And then normally you tell me why and then I'm normally like, oh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. I get it. Okay. Um, I don't, I, sometimes they call her hot girl, sometimes they call her hot woman. It's a toss up. More yeah. times it's hot girl, yes. You know, honestly, it's an unwieldy moniker either way. Because like Wonder Woman, okay, Superman, Batman, like it's short, it's succinct. Mm-hmm. Like hawk and girl and hawk and woman just don't. Why couldn't they call her like the Peregrine Falcon or something? Ooh. Right? That would have been the Falcon? Like the Falcon? Or even like I don't know. Something. Hawk ass. <laughs> so close to Hawk ass. Like I don't <laughs> Uh uh Hawka. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, I'm trying to think of birds now. Like I don't know, the condor or something. Like the Lady Hawk. Yeah, I don't know. Some something like they could have given it a lady. little bit more pizzazz. Like I like the Peregrine Falcon, but then they do need to have a male counterpart to her. It's so confusing. <laughs> Hawkman makes sense. Like I don't know why. I think it's because well, the no word hawk boy. Well, yeah, that sounds dumb. So it sounds like I have an issue with people calling like other people like Superboy. I don't like that name either. Really, he can't come up with his own thing. He well, he tries to be Superman for a long time, for a few yeah. years. Yeah, that's true. When Superman died, he tried to take over that role. Yeah, but then they're like, "No, uh, you're just a child who's forever a child. He's, yeah. for- he's forever a boy." Now I'm just nitpicking at a world I don't get. So because he's a clone. All right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I think that'll do it today. Yeah, I think so. Enough. All right, um, that'll wrap it up today. Super fans, Super Movie Studies is recorded and produced in my kitchen in uh, the Anderson kitchen. It's nice. It's a beautiful shade of blue. It is blue-ish right i've crammed a lot of pots and pans in here you'd be very proud <laughs> um so if you would like what you're hearing you can go to the itunes check us out subscribe there um i don't have i, I should be able to pull up itunes and just look at reviews right now but i can't because i don't have it downloaded on my new computer um as well as oh, the twitter what was our twitter challenge of the day uh come up with a moniker for oh, me that's right right now i'm actually very happy with a uterus with an opinion because it's very factual. Well, okay. And you know me, I love a fact. <laughs> um, something with alliteration would be nice. Ben's Ben's big thing for, we were like, come with a moniker for Austin that has alliteration. He's like, Austin Anderson. 
Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm not sure we're using the word Fun monitor fact, correctly. Because I think it means outside sign, not title. Oh, it just means a name. All right. Yeah, it's like a... That's all. Like a like a nom de plume. A nom, nom de plume? A, uh, a pin name? Yeah, hopefully my sister doesn't listen to this because she does speak French. So. Oh, well... <laughs> Whatever. So, uh, at Super le- Letter M Studies, at Super M Studies. I don't think we've said the Twitter the whole time. Yeah. We've been like, go to Twitter. Where? Where's the Twitter? Super M Studies. Yes. Um, but that will do it today. I'm your host, Michael Maurer. I'm still Ben's wife. <laughs> I'm we're not, Ben's we're wife. not sure why. <laughs> Austin Anderson. All right. And have yourself a super week. can make an explosion and all those things I didn't say were wrecking balls inside my brain I will scream loud tonight can you hear my voice this time this is my fight song take back my life song prove I'm alright song my power's turned friends